Hi, I'm Elizabeth Benoist, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired to discuss the (laughs) season two finale titled Nevertheless, She Persisted. So since this is live, it's nice to see everybody in the chat. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we'll, we'll have to get your input later when we have some snap judgments. Everybody can play along. Uh, but first, let's get straight to the discussion of the season two finale episode of Supergirl titled Nevertheless, She Persisted. Here is the official description. Quote, Supergirl challenges Rhea to battle to save National City. Meanwhile, Superman returns and Cat Grant offers Supergirl some sage advice. Unquote. So this was a super action-packed, and when I say super action-packed, it was super and it was action-packed episode. <laughs> Lots of stuff to discuss. Um, so Carly, we'll start with you. Um, there's, there's the whole showdown that's going down between Supergirl and Rhea. It was, it was actually on the news as Supergirl versus Rhea, which I was really <laughs> curious as to how they got those still images for the news broadcast, but that's a whole other thing. So, Carly, what did you think about the uh, big showdown that went uh, that happened between Supergirl and the Queen of Daxum? Now I'm just imagining like Rhea sending in her headshot, like this is my good side. <laughs> Pour one out for Rhea. Pour one out. I know. <laughs> she put up a valiant fight, and I I'll admit that I was. I don't know. I think it's one of those things where it could have been super cheesy. Like a lot of that dialogue was very, you know, uh, like grand dialogue and, and, and Supergirl invoking the Dakum or, and you know, they're fighting before the gods. And, and, and at one point my comes in, he's like, you dishonored the gods mother. Or as I like, to, or as I like to call her mom L. Um, oh, yeah. Mom L. <laughs> so good. But, uh, I liked it. I mean, it was a fun fight. It was, you know, I think it was one of those things where it, once super, once Rhea, they kind of devised something to get rid of the Daxamites. You knew she wasn't long for this world. So, you know, that whole lead, lead bomb or whatever it was, lead air bomb. Um, it, it did feel a little bit disappointing. Like, like I knew that once they once you know they're at they're gearing up for the finale and and Terry Hatcher obviously is not going to stay around for another season, um, so they're going to have to get rid of her somewhere. But 
it did feel a little bit um, anticlimactic. Like it felt like once they got in the midst of the fight and they, and um, the Luthers and Wynn, you know, activated their, <laughs> you know, activated their, their air bomb or whatever it was. Um, she kind of just shriveled up and died like some weird Daxum mummy. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it felt a little bit uh, anticlimactic after so many episodes of, you know, of, visiting the Supergirl versus Rhea climax and having them tangle every time and, and Rhea getting the upper hand, stabbing Cordelia, or not Cordelia. Cordelia. Like, Buffy. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> mentioned Buffy in the chat. <laughs> I'm literally reading Buffy in the chat. Um, oh, good. Stabbing uh, Supergirl with the kryptonite dagger. Um, which... Speaking of kryptonite, I was actually pleasantly surprised by the reveal that Rhea actually has kryptonite in her blood. Like that Me was too. actually I, that, was cool. that was a nice like it wasn't really a twist, but I actually really liked that reveal. I thought it was fitting because we've heard Rhea talk about the fact, you know, she says multiple times, my planet is littered with the corpses of, of your planet. Um, and you think that that's just limited to actual physical kryptonite that she can use and she uses that you know she uses silver kryptonite against superman she uses green kryptonite against kara but it's apparently the destruct the destruct <laughs> i can talk the destruction of krypton has was so severe that somehow it actually seeped into the bodies of the daxamites and they bleed kryptonite now, which is like, oh, there was I feel like there was so much in that one scene where I was just like, I would need to know more. And yet I don't. <laughs> like, it's so <laughs> intriguing. And yet it's, you know, uh, yeah, it's chilling almost like it's, you know, you, you I'm, I was I was actually really glad for that reveal. Um, but I did feel like it was a little bit anticlimactic, like all it really took was them setting off the lead airstrike or what, you know, for her to basically just shrivel up. And, and I was confused explode. by that too, because like Monel has like enough time to like have a whole heart to heart conversation with Kara. <laughs> He's like, just like kind of coughing like Zoolander, like, have like a discussion, but right. like, and, uh, and all the other Daxamites just kind of beamed up to the ship. I was like, why isn't she beaming up to the ship? Like, right. I feel like there was no discussion. Like she just turned into like, yeah, the Buffy vampire and like disintegrate it. And I was like, well, that doesn't seem fair. Yeah, I mean, it almost well, they do talk little... about they do talk about how Monel's been on Earth a little bit longer, longer. and so maybe yeah. he did have more time. But th like there is resistance. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just gonna say, well, yeah, he had more. He they said he had more of a tolerance because he was on Earth longer. But then also the I, it also seemed to me like Rhea was pretty. Uh, one track minded as far as uh, like she had a goal her goal was to conquer earth and then maybe once the other Daxamites came around and they set off the lead airstrike 
they were like, uh, never mind, peace out, you know, and they all like, but she was, she always felt much more driven in her goal to conquer Earth. And maybe to the extent of, you know, to the extent of not really considering like her own, you know what I mean? Like her fight or flight response is probably compromised by the fact that she was like, oh no, I need to take over this planet and make it new Daxum, whatever the cost. Like, she was going down with the ship, basically. Right, exactly. Like, she wasn't thinking of her, you know, she wasn't concerned with self-preservation at that point, I think. Yeah, yeah. The the whole, um, when you you were talking about the kryptonite coming, I I was literally sitting at home watching it on TV, and I I was like, she has kryptonite coming out of her face. I was really excited about that. <laughs> it was um, good. It was a, it was a, it was a cool effect. It looked really cool. Yeah. So so even if even if she kind of you know crumpled to dust and some of the the stuff about her kind of not seeing. I mean, I think she was pretty threatening. Uh, but I, I can see what you're talking about about how like you know she almost she almost and literally fizzled out. Uh, so I can I can understand some of the disappointment with that. Um, Morgan, what what did you think about how Rhea went out with in a blaze of glory, except more like a dusty, <laughs> dusty glory, a, a dust ball of glory? Um, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I I liked Rhea in this. I mean, Terry Hatcher is amazing, uh, and I and I, like you guys mentioned that the kryptonite moment was probably my favorite, maybe one of my favorite moments with her in this episode, just because. I feel like we see it so often from like Supergirl or, or like Kara's side where, you know, Daxum's a bad planet and like Daxum is a bad planet, but like Krypton honestly like really screwed them over <laughs> to like to the <laughs> point where she's like, she bleeds kryptonite now. Like Krypton <laughs> isn't as innocent as like Kara would like to think of it. No. So yeah. So I like that. I, that, that detail was really cool. Right. Yeah. Well, but we've seen and we've seen Krypton. I mean, I feel like at least in the incarnations of Supergirl that we've that we've talked about in recent podcast, you know, history, like from the comics to the TV show. And I know we're probably going to talk a little bit about that uh, ending cliffhanger, but Krypton is not uh, completely 100 percent on the up and up. A lot of the time. So it's to me, that's fascinating. And one of the things that I'm kind of looking forward to when we get the Krypton show on sci-fi, like, I'm like, I want to see, you know, I want to see Krypton after dark. I want to (laughs) see, I want to see, but you know what I mean? Like, because Krypton isn't a completely, and I think that's one of the things where like people think of Supergirl and Superman and they think Krypton is this completely noble planet, but They've done some pretty slimy things. So I don't know. They also it's gonna be destroyed really their planet. So exactly. Yeah. So I mean, they, they were not. They didn't have all, all their stuff together. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I was. But oh, sorry. Go ahead, Morgan. Oh, I was gonna say I, the thing I liked. I loved about the like the really dr- like dramatic da- was it Dakum or. Was, was at the end where she was like, oh, yeah, I don't care about that. Like, <laughs> I always wonder, like, in these, like, things where it's, like, it's a battle of honor. Like, really? You're just going to put all your eggs in the honor basket with Rhea? Has you <laughs> learned nothing right. from she millions stabbed, of times? She's she just like, I don't care. Her own husband. She stabbed her own husband. Like, <laughs> the, 
Honor is the last thing I feel like the honor ship has sailed with her. It's just (laughs) gone. (laughs) Yeah, and that ship left her behind. It's so true. So harsh. That's so true. (laughs) Yeah, I was, I I really liked the fight between Supergirl and Rhea. I thought it was actually choreographed pretty well. Um, I I liked, especially the, the moment when they crash through the build through a building and uh, Rhea like kicks off some debris and she's just really she was pretty vicious and I thought I'm with you Morgan like Terry Hatcher she really leaned into being a bad guy in this finale and I, I really liked that and I'm just I'm I, I kind of figured that Rhea wouldn't last more than a season or at least half a season but uh, it's it sucks to lose Terry Hatcher and I'm so bummed that we never got a scene with Terry. Hatcher and Dean came together. Oh. I, I was just so sure that that was going to happen, and it didn't because everyone has forgotten about poor Jeremiah. It would, it would it would be great if like as she's like disintegrating, she's like say goodbye to Jeremiah, and like Supergirl's <laughs> like who? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> oh yeah. So I yeah I I thought. It, it was sad to see Terry Hatcher leave the show, uh, but I thought she did a really good job as as being sort of the the big bad of the season. Um, and since we we sort of talked about Monel a little bit, but since he he and his relationship with Kara was such a big part of this episode and what Kara was going through, um, we should talk about uh, that. Even though I know this may be a, a reluctant topic among uh, some of us, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, so, so we'll start with Carly. Um, uh, Carly, what did you think about Kara uh, having to say goodbye to Monel? I will say Melissa Benoist can act the hell out of those emotional scenes. It's it's one of those things where, like, no matter you know, I I've gotten to the point where, uh, like I said, off. <laughs> off podcast I'm not really mon negative anymore I'm kind of mon apathetic um, <laughs> that's, a, that's so, a new part of the scale we've added a new part to the scale it's like beyond neutral um, I'm, I'm mon apathetic and so you know when the, when the whole reveal came that he had to basically leave earth for his own health and all that stuff I was like okay fine uh, I I think the fact Melissa Benoist is so good at these types of scenes and she makes me care about Kara's Kara being in pain and Kara suffering. And, um, you know, the whole like last 20 minutes of the episode is Kara just like standing out on the balcony of the DEO, just like, just so sad. And, and, um, you know, she makes you feel for Kara. Like that's one of the things about Melissa. And like, even though I don't necessarily, I haven't necessarily agreed with Kara's, a lot of Kara's emotional decisions this season. Um, a lot of Kara's choices this season romantically. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think, I think Rebecca, at one point you said, you know, shipping Kara slash happiness. Um, like, as far as I'm concerned, you know, it makes me happy when she's happy. And when she's sad, it's devastating. And so when I got to the end of the episode and the Idina Menzel song came on, I was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
not really sure how I felt about her giving him her mother's necklace. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about seemed, that off air. <laughs> <laughs> seemed a little uh, extreme, but um, I am intrigued but to see what happens with him, if only because when we see Monel in the pod in space, there's some kind of portal that opens and he gets sucked through. And I know fans have speculated, like, is he going to get propelled into the future? You know, is he going to go hang out with the legends? Is he going to go hang out with Legion of superheroes? Um, who knows? I, uh, at this point, I'm kind of like, eh, like whatever they decided to do is okay, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I'm sad that Car is sad, <laughs> basically, um, you know. And and the whole scene where she tells Alex to just hold on to Maggie, um, and really just appreciate the people that they that she has in her life. Um, you know, it, the whole, that whole, like, l- that whole last, what, 20, 15, 20 minutes of the episode was so heartbreaking. Because you see her with uh, Alex, you see her with Superman, and you realize, like, everybody's kind of has somebody to go home to. You know, Clark has Lois. Uh, Maggie has Alex, uh, you know, even John Jones, which don't even get me started on that <laughs> decision. <laughs> but, but, you know, you see like how lonely Kara is at the end and, and it's sad. It's really sad. Like I, I, I was really overall, I think I was very happy with how this finale turned out, but it, it, I had mixed feelings partly because Carl was just so sad. <laughs> I know. Well, and it looks like a lot of our listeners in the chat feel the same way. Uh, Zan Danny says, I felt so bad for Carl, even though I dislike Monel. And Shop 2023 says, I haven't been on board with Monel and Carl all season. How did they make me care? So I think that's I think that's the power of Melissa Benoist that she I I think for me like even when there are things in a Supergirl episode that I don't like because there were things in this episode that I didn't like but Melissa Benoist she can put in a performance and she can make you care about that character and I'm so thankful I think she's like she's not the secret weapon of the show and that's sort of a Supergirl reference uh, for for her to be a secret (laughs) weapon but. I, you know, she's obviously the lead actress and the lead character on the show, but she's just, she's the strongest asset that the show has. And I think that's why I'm a little bummed about season two, about how they didn't utilize her more. You know, they didn't give yeah. her as much story yeah. for herself, but it it really showed to me in that last uh, scene between Cara and Monel that she, you know, if she needs to dig down deep and, and get out that emotion, she can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's really the uh, heart of the show. For sure. Uh, She's so, so Morgan, good. And you- I think, oh no, I was just going to say real quick, sorry. Um, <laughs> I think, honestly, I mean, I don't know if you guys would agree, but I think between the performance we got in season two versus the performance we got in season one, like Melissa is Supergirl now. Um, and I think there was a bit of a growing period in season one where you could tell she was kind of trying to uh, find her footing in the character, but towards the end of season one, and then even going into season two, in spite of the fact that it did feel like sometimes she got overshadowed by 
some other of the, some other characters, you know, across the across the season, like she can get it done, you know, <laughs> like she just pulls it out of wherever she pulls it out of. And it's phenomenal every time. Yeah. So, Morgan, what did you think about the Cara Monel stuff in this episode? Yeah, no, I really agree. It made me so sad. And I, you know, obviously I'm on the more mon negative side of the spectrum. <laughs> but uh, but I was really, I, I felt so bad for her. Uh, and I think that they really hammered it home by they have her, you know, having that, like, dream sequence uh, after she fights Superman where she she's, like, talking to Monel and she's, like, telling him about her necklace. And uh, and towards the end of the episode, I was like, oh, no, oh, no, I know why that that dream sequence happened. Don't give him your necklace. <laughs> so I was like, you know, in a couple of weeks when, you know, when you're on like superhero Tinder, you're going to regret that you gave him <laughs> that necklace. <laughs> Swipe left. Swipe left. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was I, I felt I felt bad. I thought that the, the car and Monel stuff in this episode was really strong because because of Melissa Benoit. She's such a good performer and she really is the heart of the show. And so like when, when Cara cries, I cry. Like when she gets upset, I get upset. So even though I haven't always loved Monel across the season, I felt terrible for her when she, when he had to get into the pod and, and, and fly off. I, I definitely saw it coming like from a mile away. Like as soon as they said, like, we've got this lead. I was like, Oh, bye Monel. But uh, but I thought that the way that they executed it was actually really, um, really well done. Oh, for sure. And I think I am the unpopular opinion on the necklace uh, in this conversation because I actually really liked that Kara gave him the necklace because her mother gave it to Kara when she was escaping destruction and uh, and certain death. And she sent her off in a pod to to save her life. And so I thought it was really fitting in sort of a, a, a callbacky way that Kara would give it to Monel to save his life as he's escaping destruction, uh, or at least for himself, not of the planet. She saved the world, but uh, for, for him, that, that was a, a, a life or death situation. So I actually liked that. I, I think it was, it was cool. It was a mature Supergirl moment, I think, because she... Um, that part of her life, like she's, she's grown from that. She's learned from those things. And I, I think it's cool that they let Kara sort of be like her mother. I like that because sometimes in the show, Alora has been, you know, they've been kind of questioning, was she good? Was she not good? But I think overall, Alora was a good mother. And I think she was, uh, you know, even on, you know, some of, with some of Krypton, it was a little sketchy, but I think she was one of the more upstanding <laughs> citizens on Krypton. So it's neat to see that Kara sort of embodied her mother in that moment. So I actually really liked that. And and there was, you know, of course, the, the book ending of the the pod, because when mm-hmm. Monel comes mm-hmm. onto the show, he's in, he comes in the pod and he leaves the show in the pod. So um, I'm not quite happy that we have another pod cliffhanger and we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> but but I did like the uh, the way that the season bookended itself with Monel right. in the pod. There were a and lot I, of bookends, like the pod, you know, full circle, Superman. We got Superman at the beginning of the season and Superman at the end of the season. So, 
There were there were a few parallels, which was interesting. But yeah, the pod. I remember the Kim getting into the pod. I was like full freaking circle. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and season one, who's in the pod? But it's funny now because now we're getting the whole who's in the pod again. <laughs> again. <laughs> who's in the pod? <laughs> too pod, too furious. <laughs> okay, um, so since we're on the topic of the pod, we should probably talk about I was going to talk about that. We were going to talk about that last. But All right. We, All right. We've, we've already gone into the pod. So um, <laughs> so let's let's throw our thoughts on about uh, throughout throw out our thoughts about that. So, Carly, did you have any feelings, speculations, theories about the, the pod cliffhanger? Uh, oh, I don't know. Episode two, the pod strikes back. Um, <laughs> we just we just do this for the rest of the pod. <laughs> Hashtag two pod too furious. Uh, <laughs> Supergirl season three. This time it's pods and all. Um, <laughs> That's my favorite one. That was solid. That was solid. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've I've seen. I I remember tweeting tweeting the episode and people saying oh it's doomsday oh it's this character oh it's this comics character i'm like i you know evil supergirl dark kara all i know is whoever this baby is they like blood which (laughs) in itself is terrifying um that's a concern (laughs) right like it's it's a kryptonian who likes blood um I, you know, and, and, and as much as we try to stay away from spoilers, I think I'm mostly just excited, like, to not know. Like, I don't even really want to speculate because I just want to be surprised on who it is. So fingers crossed it's uh, somebody that I don't know. And people, people talking in the chat right now, I have no idea who you're talking about. And I'm not going to look it up, just so you know. Like, I'm not going to well, look. Like, tell, I, tell like fuck, I because Rebecca's going to educate you. In a no, minute, so no, no, tough luck. No, tough luck. Oh my god, what? you guys have no. switched. You guys have switched roles. <laughs> I no, no. I didn't. I didn't. No, I didn't look up on L. I didn't look up on L from last season, which is probably for the best. Uh, I like whoever said it's Robert Pattinson. That's what, I, that's what I'm choosing to believe. <laughs> vampire, vampire color comes out, glittering. <laughs> that would be brilliant. No, I, you know, I don't really. It's one of those things where we have a whole summer now before season three starts. I'm really not going to pay attention, just because I don't. Like I, I'm fingers crossed that they're not going to reveal too much and and I'm not going to go searching for clues because I want to try to be as unspoiled as possible even though in this day and age and the fact that people post filming <laughs> photos from Vancouver all the time now I know, <laughs> who like, complains about that stuff it's We're really hard for us to say that. like just just so our listeners know it's really hard for us to say completely unspoiled because we like we'll see photos from them filming in Vancouver and it's like this was not the issue when it was on CBS. I hate to say it, but it wasn't. <laughs> I remember our like long conversations about this between season one and season two, where we were like, why is this happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was right. And it was like, 
do we even talk about it on the podcast? Because technically it hasn't been officially released by the show. And so, I mean, I think it's I think it's going to be one of those things where we can probably all agree at this point, if it's not something that's officially released by the network, we're not going to uh, discuss it on the podcast just because that feels only fair. So, so I shouldn't bring up uh, something that tvline.com no. Okay. Wait, have they already spoiled? Have they already spoiled cliffhanger? Because that they, would make me they've already, they've already said the casting is underway for the season three villain, which I'm like, wow, that's early. Like they are. <laughs> if that's if that's true, I mean, are they shooting see the, the season three premiere like next week? Like, what are they doing? Uh, so okay, well I won't mention that, but I will mention some speculations and some of my thoughts. But um, but but Morgan, okay, I want to hear from you first. Well, now I'm really attached to this Robert Pattinson thing. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, I thought that was I I didn't did not love that the cliffhanger was like who's in the pod again. <laughs> um, yeah, I I was just like did it wasn't this last season's cliffhanger like is every season going to end up with like a new person shooting off from the pod i feel like by like season like five they're gonna pull like they're gonna pan out on krypton you're just gonna see all these pods just shooting out of the planet (laughs) towards earth (laughs) like how many people like shot out pods from this planet before it exploded like how they seem to have a lot of time yeah and it's funny because like in the superman story it, it it's always made like Jorel had this backup plan. Like he was the only <laughs> one who came up with this this yeah, idea exactly. to ship his son off the planet. He was the only one smart enough to do it. But like on Supergirl, apparently this was a popular plan. <laughs> this 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 was a backup for every family. Uh, yeah. So uh, when I initially watched the episode while I was live tweeting, and I've said it many times that when I live tweet, I miss a good portion of the episode. Like I'm just oh, yeah. not even watching no. and I actually it was funny because when Kat Grant mentioned that she had never seen Star Wars I was like for a couple of minutes I was trying to get a Han Solo gif through Twitter to pull up on my computer and I, I like couldn't get it to load and I, so I spent maybe three minutes trying to get that Han Solo <laughs> like during the episode so that tells you how much you I'm were doing focused. important work <laughs> I was, and I never got it to work and I was like screw it Carly will just be ashamed of me. It'll be fine. Um, so I, I didn't worry about it. But that's that's how much just I'm trying like to make not, Carly proud. I really I really was, and I completely 100 percent failed. So it's fine. I, that, that's <laughs> it's it's fine. It's fine. Uh, but that just kind of tells you like how much I pay attention when I watch the episode the first time, which I'm trying to. I'm trying to watch it, but I get distracted. Um, but so when the episode initially aired. When I saw, like, the dark, you know, it was a black pod, and it was leaving Krypton the same day that Kara left Krypton, and everything was very similar uh, to what Kara had been through, but just kind of the opposite, a little darker. I was like, oh, well, maybe this is their version of Dark Supergirl, which Dark Supergirl, to my knowledge, is usually, like, part of Kara. Like, she comes out, I think, normally through Black Kryptonite, so... That, that could be something that comes later on in Supergirl. I don't know. Um, but so that kind of made me think it wasn't Dark Supergirl. And so when I went to go rewatch the episode to jot down all of my notes for podcasting, I heard, I paid more attention to what they said at the end. And um, 
I actually caught, they said the word rain in the dialogue. And at first when I was like writing it out, I was like, are they talking about rain, R-A-I-N? I was like, that's a random thing to put in the dialogue. And then I thought about other words that sounded like rain or could be rain. And I was like, oh, they must mean R-E-I-G-N. So then I kind of thought, I was like, all right, that makes more sense. And then we started to get some feedback <laughs> because our listeners are much smarter than uh, me. I, didn't, I, I, I will fully admit that. And so uh, at Truffle Munchies on Twitter said, uh, mentioned the promise of yet another female villain uh, if who I think it is in the pod is The Rain, which I think, uh, talking about Rain from DC Comics, and uh, we got an email from Craig who writes, the Kryptonians at the end mentioned that the baby they were placing in the pod would rain, which makes me believe we'll see the world killer Rain, who debuted in the new, fi- the new 52 Supergirl series. So I think that that speculation is pretty good. Uh, I think putting all that together, the Rain and the dialogue, um, and the connection to Supergirl. And I actually, I felt like a dummy because Teresa Giacino and I actually talked about the first volume uh, trade paperback of the new 52 uh, Supergirl series on Supergirl Radio. And it, of course, that's been almost two years ago. So I, I forgot what I did yesterday. So, I mean, I can't remember that kind of stuff. But I, I went back and re-listened to the conversation that Teresa and I had. And I, it's so funny because I, I listened to myself and I'm like, you know, I really liked Rain in this book. Uh, you know, Rain was a good character. I hope, I hope we see her on the show. And I was like, well, I guess I just predicted that almost a year and a half ago. Dun, dun, uh, dun. So, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just saying it was there, uh, but I totally forgot about it. So uh, kudos to everybody who predicted uh, Rain, because I think that's who that is. I, it, it almost, it makes complete sense. And from what I know about the world, the, uh, the world killers in the New 52, I only read that first volume, but I really liked them. I thought they were good villains. So um, hopefully we'll get to see some cool uh, stuff from the New 52 era of Supergirl in uh, season three. So I, I, I don't want to say that for sure, Carly, that's who that is, but I think it's a good indicator that that's who it is. I think that's a good speculation. So we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. <laughs> we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see, and in the meantime, I'm not going to look up anything about Rain. I mean, I just don't are, want are we sure it's not just a reference to the CW show Rain? <laughs> the CW show Rain, which is in its final season, which I, mean, I have, it's, it's which I have never watched. <laughs> maybe, maybe like next season, like Mary Queen of Scots just pops out of the pod. <laughs> Very confused. Everyone. I confused. so hope that happens. Actually, crossover. The crossover everyone has been asking for. <laughs> <laughs> the crossover everyone has been asking for, by which we mean no one. <laughs> oh, I still um, would watch it. I totally would watch it. Um, so uh, let's talk about another Kryptonian element of this episode. So we got uh, some more Superman in this one. We got a lot of Superman in this big finale. So Carly, what did you think about uh, the way Kara had to both deal with Superman and how she had to uh, work with Superman as well? I mean pretty much established in the show that Supergirl is stronger than Superman. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, uh, I will say, I think one of the things I like about Supergirl this season is that they've figured out a way to use Superman 
where it doesn't feel gratuitous and it doesn't feel uh, excessive. Um, like I like the fact that we got him a little bit at the beginning of the season and we got him a little bit at the end. And that for me is just the right amount. Um, uh, next step is obviously to bring in Lois Lane <laughs> based on yes. the number of times she's been referenced yes. and the number of times they referenced her on the show I think it would be really cute, actually, if we had, uh, if Superman, the next time Superman shows up, we get a little bit of, like, Clark and Lois together. I feel like that'd be really cute. Um, uh, but I, uh, one of the things I really liked about the fight, and it's and it's something where I think people were, I saw criticism on Twitter where people were saying, like, oh, well, why didn't, why didn't Rhea just use uh, the Silver Kryptonite on Kara, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well... Yeah, she could have, but it's cooler. <laughs> it's cooler for Superman <laughs> to fight Supergirl. Um, and, and I also liked the fact that we saw like things like Zod, but it was like, you know, we got to it, it, the show found a way to incorporate characters like Zod into the Supergirl canon, where it was technically Superman's like hallucination, but now we kind of know like what this universe of Zod looks like. Like, that's kind of cool. And then also the fact that um, once they get to, uh, like, they're fighting in the fountain, um, I I appreciated the fact that they kind of brought the fight to the ground and they weren't fighting in the air. And once they got, they were fighting in the water, which looked cool, but then you you see how the, the fight is staged and it's very, like, you can feel the, uh, the fact that they're both exhausted at that point and they're just throwing punches with all of their remaining energy and you just see like you could really I, I it's one of those things where I really appreciate when they stage a fight scene that isn't just stunt choreography like it's you know it isn't just people exchanging blows like you actually kind of feel that there's an emotion behind it and you feel like Superman and Supergirl are pretty evenly matched, even though Supergirl's stronger. Um, <laughs> but, to, but to the point where they're both, like, exhausted. You know, and, and Kara, they both wind up pretty much unconscious at the fortress afterwards because they're both so tired from beating <laughs> on each other. They had to uh, take a post-fight nap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I like that you could kind of see that, like, exhaustion as they're exchanging blows. Um, and, and they're using all the remaining energy to take them, take each other out in whatever way they can. And, um, and I also loved the fact that once Kara finally took Clark down, Alex is right there to just be there with her and be like, I'm right here. You know, I've got you. <laughs> Although I did love the fact that she, Kara basically had enough energy to fly them to the fortress and then pass out again. <laughs> yeah yeah. right but it was good it was good i liked i thought it was really clever that they basically found a way to introduce the character of zod without actually introducing the character of zod like it was zod but it was and and we've now we see what zod looks like in this universe but it's technically superman's hallucination of zod which i thought was really interesting yeah, there was a lot of good editing and, and the way it was directed and and, and uh, blocked and choreographed was, was right. actually very, uh, very uh, it was excellent. I thought it was very, very well right. done. Right. Like the fact where he's, uh, 
he's um, he thinks he's strangling Zod, and then he swirls around. He swivels around, and the person he has in his arms is Carl. Like I, that's one yeah. of those shots that I lo- I absolutely loved from this episode. I thought it was really great. That was good. Uh, Morgan, did you have any thoughts about? Uh, well, and I guess Carly, I know you like Clark Kent. So let me get your thoughts on on the Clark Kent part of the episode before we get to Morgan. The Clark Kent part of the episode. (laughs) I mean, I will always be here for Cat Grant uh, unapologetically just hitting on Clark Kent. Um, She's she's almost a little bit shameless (laughs) in how she... Almost. she definitely does. <laughs> I, 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 I do. I love it though. I love. I love the fact that she flirts with him, and he doesn't. I. That's one of the things I appreciate the way that Tyler Hecklin plays it because it's not like Clark is offended that she's hitting on him. It's not like he's, but he's also not uh, accepting of it. Like he's just kind of like, okay. <laughs> Like, like you're thirsty. That's fine. <laughs> he just kind of lets it roll right off right. of him. He's like, sure. Right. He just he'll just exchange looks with Kara and be like, okay, that's how Cat Grant goes. Um, I'm actually curious because now we know that Cat knows that Kara is Supergirl. So does that mean that she knows that Clark is Superman? I was wondering yeah, that too. We actually have a, uh, a question about that from the chat room uh, from uh, Alex A. Fan, uh, who says, Kat clearly knows about Clark as Superman, too, no? So I I think that is something everyone keeps bringing up because she is very good at figuring out secret identities. Right. And, she, and now we have our fan theory confirmed as of this episode. Yes. It was funny towards the end of the episode as, as she was like walking out. I was like, say it. Say it. <laughs> so creepy. Just sitting in my apartment like, come on. <laughs> I think she knows. I think she, at this point, and like we now that we know she knows that Kara is Supergirl, I think she knows that Clark is Superman. Yeah, I, I think I think we. it's safe to assume that she, she can, she probably figured it out a long time ago. She just kind of uh, goes along with it. Um, and I hope that this time the show doesn't take the, the, the fact that Kat knows the car is Supergirl. I hope they don't take that back. No, no take backs on this one. You took it back in season one. No take backs this time. This is it. This is all you get. Um, she knows and she will know forever. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I, I, I guess I am, I get a little conflicted with this Clark Kent slash Superman because I, I don't mind that Cat Grant, you know, throws shade at Lois. Like, I think it's funny. And I think deep down, Cat actually really respects Lois um, because mm-hmm. she like has one of her books. Like she's been she's she yeah. reads up on her. Like I don't think she hates her. I think she's just no. she might be a little jealous, but I don't think she hates her. But right. I I kind of wish that Clark stood up for Lois a little more because when Cat was saying stuff about um, how how you know she was saying all that crap about Lois and he just like smiled like a goofball and didn't say anything. And I was like, (laughs) maybe stand up for your girlfriend, dude, like say something back. So I, I, I would, I, I get that. Like he's, he kind of rolls with the punches when she flirts, when Kat flirts with him, which is fine. But I kind of would like someone to stick up for Lois. Like he could say something to her and maybe put her in her place a little bit. I would be okay with that. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was the only gripe I had with his Clark. Yeah. Uh, Overall, Morgan, I thought it was really fun. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 did a good job uh, in in performance wise. I think he he uh, he did everything that he he needed to do in the episode for sure. Can I just um, say yeah, real quick? Yeah, yeah. I I I just loved the really brief scene that we got where uh, we finally got to see Superman and Martian Manhunter working together, and 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 Martian Manhunter says Elmayara, and then Superman calls him brother, and I was like, Aww. it was such a great like resolution because you know at the beginning of the season they didn't really care for each other that there was some kind of tension and so to me that was really nice that they were kind of willing to put aside whatever differences they had for whatever reason and superman called him brother and i just thought that was really great i loved that moment i was like oh super friends (laughs) i'm gonna cry again it's fine (laughs) (laughs) too many emotions oh so many yeah I, i thought that was nice uh, so, Morgan, what did you think about Superman or Clark Kent? Uh, whatever you want to talk about in this episode. <laughs> I really liked him in this episode. I, I I like how they're using him in the like this series so far overall. We just get a little bit of him at the beginning and at the end. It's just enough that he doesn't overpower the show. Um, but it kind of reminds you of the larger universe. Um, but I that the fight scene was so cool. Like, it seems like probably that's where they busted their whole budget, but right. that's cool. Good choice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's totes cool. Uh, I, I, I mean like having it in the water and the camera angles and like flipping back and forth between Kara and Zod, everything about that fight scene was really like epic and, and awesome, which is, I guess kind of why the Raya stuff at the end of the episode kind of felt a little bit like, like we had the epic battle it was like in the first five minutes Um, (laughs) and then ray just kind of disintegrates into dust but uh but i did i did really like um his presence in the episode and i like how he was just like straight up like oh so you just like beat me full strength like way to go like he's like all proud of her like later on he's like gonna give her like a gold star like and a high five um I, I I really liked his presence in the show and how like it, it didn't really overpower the episode. It was still, you know, it was still Kara's fight at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's why it bothered me so much when Monel had that line of like, what about Superman? Isn't this his fight too? And I'm like, not really. <laughs> I actually, I actually had that no, same question though. I, I was actually glad someone brought that up because I, some of the problems that I had with Superman in this episode stemmed from the fact that he seemed like, and this is how I saw it. So if, if, if this is, if this is an unpopular opinion, I would not be surprised, but I felt like Superman, Superman was just kind of like, Oh no, no, it's cool. Somebody else can handle this. Oh no, no, you can, you can go and do it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get in there. Like he, he was very quick to let Kara step up and fight the big bad to save the world. And then when, uh, Monel was going to go and be the moral support for Kara. He was even like, you know, talking to Superman, like, I'm sure you want to go. And Superman was like, no, 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 you go, you go. So it, it just seemed like he was like passing the buck every chance he got. And I was like, you're well, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not his city. So right, it, it's, right. kind of like, it's kind of like he's on superhero vacation. Like, nah, <laughs> you're, you're good. You, you go <laughs> do it. Somebody else's <laughs> city. 
It would well, be great if, like, while she's fighting, it, like, pans over to Superman. He's, like, having, like, a drink with, like, an umbrella in it. Right. I think <laughs> he could just kick it back. Like, he probably figured, like, I'm in Supergirl's territory. She needs to take the lead on this. And I will be there to support her in whatever way I can. Like, if we saw Supergirl in Metropolis, it would be different. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's one of those things where, like, he probably kind of figured she's kept things pretty much in line for, you know, she's done a good job on her own. And I think, um, I don't know if he was necessarily passing the buck. I think it was more like he didn't want to step on her toes because it was her city. And so if it was like Metropolis, maybe, you know, he definitely would have taken the lead if she was in his city. But I don't know. It's one of those things where like, it is, I mean, I think it's just really complicated. Like you bring Superman in you don't want him to, to, you know, it's Supergirl's show. So, like, you don't necessarily want him to overshadow the character. But at the same time, like, I think I think I was glad to see that he support. He came in to support her in the best way that he could, which was basically to just perform to, like, have, like, ground support, <laughs> you know, with, with Martian Manhunter. Um which is fine. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think Carr handled herself. And yeah, I think yeah, from like a, was... like a writing, like you were saying, like from a writing standpoint, that's a tough one. Like, y- you don't want him to like come in and like sort of swoop in and take over because you know we're watching Supergirl. We don't want to watch that. Like, yeah, I, I want to watch Superman go. Like, okay, little lady, it's time for the big boys to take care right. of. All. <laughs> I would have been like, get out, get out. <laughs> well, I just think they could have made it. I think they could have done a better job of making it so that Kara was literally, I mean, I guess they, they justified it. it they justified it well enough to say, oh, Supergirl beat Superman in a fight. So clearly she should go and face Rhea. I, I guess I can buy that, but I just wish there had been something else. Cause it just seemed like one thing after another, like, Oh, I, I, I don't want to go fight Rhea. Oh, I don't want to go be your moral support. Oh, I don't know if I could have saved the world if Lois's life on the line. And I was like, I even rolled my eyes at that. I was like, I don't care if you couldn't do it. Lois Lane would tell you to save the world. So that's not even a choice you would probably have to make because Lois would tell you to save the world. So I, I don't know. I just had so, a lot of issues uh, with some of the things that were going on with Superman. But I will say that I did like his moments with Kara when he was giving her advice and telling her things like, you know, the the people that we care about are our secret superpower, that kind of stuff. I really did like him as a mentor. I just, I just felt like maybe they could have made him a little uh, more confident because he's, he's a Superman who's been doing this for a long time. So I, I sort of expected a more mature, confident Superman. And he always seemed to like, kind of be like, well, I guess somebody else can handle it. So I, I don't know. That's just how I kind of saw it. But um, but I did like his uh, the way that he encouraged Kara when she uh, when she definitely needed it. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think is kind of a downside of like we haven't gotten Lois in Supergirl yet is we've only really gotten Superman's perspective on their, you know, whatever the status of their relationship is. And so when he tells Carl, like, I don't know if I could choose between Lois and the world, that's his perspective. I'm sure, like, I, I watched that scene twice and I was like, I can guarantee you Lois Lane would be like, don't save me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she save totally the world. Um, so, 
that's where I'm like, oh, I really hope we get Lois Lane because yeah, that would and be I, so much and fun. And I also kind of saw it as him lifting her up and saying, like, you know, you did something really incredible by, I'm, you know, by giving up this relationship and giving up the person that you really cared about to save the world. I don't know, like, if it was exactly that scenario, if he really does think that he would have, you know, would choose differently. I'm not sure that like technically he would but like like you said we haven't seen Lois Lane so it's you know obviously Lois Lane would be like do I have to do everything <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you know that she'd just be like fine choose the world but uh but it's so funny like talking about you know how he's sort of a guest in her city I would love to see an episode next season where she goes to Metropolis for a day yes. and like if in his city so and like hangs out with idea. Lois <laughs> and then she gets all pissed off because she wants to like do all the superheroing and he's like wait now you're in my city <laughs> right yeah that's a great idea we should uh, we, sh- we should find a way to pitch that somehow I, I think that's because I really want an episode I don't want to just like see Lois with Clark like I want an episode where Lois and Kara hang out like I want them to be somewhere where they have to work together for the whole episode but I'm really selfish that way that would be like my dream episode maybe we can bring back Lucy <gasps> that, hey oh. let's do that let's have all the lanes involved I miss oh you Jenna Duan Tatum I miss you so much good <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, we need to move on um, because we would need to keep this under five hours. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) All right. So uh, so I guess we should move on Uh, since we talked about this, you know, the Superman aspect. Let's talk about uh, the other side of the coin uh, because we got some Luther business in here. Um, So what did everybody think about Lillian and Lena and even a little bit of Wynn? We could talk about him if you want to. Um, But Carly, what did you think about the Luthers in this episode? I don't like you. Right? Isn't that what Oh, so good. Isn't that what Wynn said to Lillian Luther? So I, funny. I died. I died. Um, so good. And I, you know, the Luther dynamic, the Luther family dynamic is one of those things that I will forever be fascinated by. <sighs> Lillian, I love as a character, but I also hate her so much because she just is so <laughs> manipulative with Lena, you know, and, and she says things like, oh, you know, maybe I, maybe I was backing the wrong child. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like we all knew, we all knew Lena was a brilliant and now you're just starting to appreciate her. Um, it's one of those dynamics and I'm continuing to keep my fingers crossed that we get more Lillian in season three. We know we're going to get more Lena because she's going to be a series regular. Um, but Lillian is such a good bad guy. Um, because I think she's complex. She's not just straight up mustache twirling villainy. You know, she's a, she's a maternal figure and then there's, all these really complicated mommy issues with her and <laughs> Lena, which I think it makes for a really fascinating dynamic. <laughs> I just love that she just walks into Lena's office while she's drinking. Um, <laughs> and is like, that trust that chessboard's a Luther family heirloom. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> Lena's just like day drinking. You can just tell things have been going great for her recently. She was so <laughs> over everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but it's so good and i i'm really looking forward to how that relationship pans out in season three 
I think it's going to be really, really good. So fingers crossed that she shows up because, I mean, I have every reason to believe that she will, but I really, really hope that that's one of those things that, you know, I think Lillian is uh, to go along with something that things that people are saying in chat. I think Lillian is hands down one of the best bad guys that we've had on the entire show. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. And the other thing I really like about Lillian is that like people are so smart around her. Like I sometimes like calling back to a couple episodes ago when Supergirl, like they're about to blow up the ship and Supergirl's like one last time, I'm going to try to get to Rhea. But like no one plays those games with Lillian. Everybody's like, no, I know you're going to double cross me. So we're going to have to double, double cross you. (laughs) Like, Like in this episode where she's like, okay, I'm just like, gonna shoot off the lead uh you know weapon and and, and lena's like yeah no you're not because we double crossed you double crossing us <laughs> but she's if, she's if, still she still claimed responsibility for getting rid of the daxamites anyway which oh i love like, that too <laughs> that's that's the most lily and luther thing that could have happened uh, that that was my favorite part of the episode with the luthers is that she was like no i totally i, t- I saved the world it was all it was all me so I, I that. <laughs> right, right. That's so good. Right. It was like some. It was like, I, and I completely missed it the first time I watched the episode. And then we get the news voiceover of Lillian Luther taking the entire credit for <laughs> getting rid of the Jacksonite threat. And I was like, of course she did. Of course she did. Yes, so good. Like I just, I just love how like smart and ruthless she is like she's not playing games with people she's just like she's gonna do what what she's gonna do uh i i I really love that like the luther dynamic the two of them are so good together and now that we know that lena's gonna be in season three i'm really hoping that that means a lot more lillian in season three too because you could see her like dangling that carrot of like maternal affection in front of (laughs) lena being like i maybe i was you know backing the wrong luther and lena's like don't care you don't care but she's like mommy (laughs) so it's so good like like those two together are so are so good like they have such good chemistry too uh i i'm i'm looking forward to more of that next season me too i hope we get to see that oh because she's like not even lena's real mom (laughs) and then you're like oh yeah, they even had that talk about how Lena got sucked into Rhea because she was she was looking for somebody to validate her and appreciate her because Lillian never did. So, yeah, it is a very sad relationship. Sometimes I think there's there's genuine love there, but then I'm like, mm, no, I don't know. They're, that that's a weird relationship. <laughs> they have they have issues. No, they have issues. No. It's just it, I don't know that we can help them. Um, Okay, well, I think we should wrap up our uh, discussion. So what, what are some overall thoughts about Nevertheless, She Persisted? Um, if, if there's anything that we left out that you wanted to mention really quickly, uh, this is your time to do it. But what, what did you think overall about the season two finale? Carly, we'll start with you. Uh, Samber's got engaged. What? (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was hysterical to me, like, how many people I saw on Twitter that were like, well, you know, they moved in, like, pretty soon. Um, 
and and we it's it cracks me up because we never actually saw Maggie like say yes. <laughs> she she I think she uh, I think she said was probably going to say yes. Her expression seemed pretty optimistic. Um, I was just happy to see like. I'm sorry, like, I'm really happy to see a show that does not bury its gaze. Can we just, like, can we just have, like, a solid lesbian couple that doesn't get killed off? Um, So that means... next season, no danger for them. They're just adopting, (laughs) like, a dog. They're they're, they're getting Gertrude, Gertrude. moving in together, fighting (laughs) fighting about interior decorating. Gertrude, the dog! Oh! (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, and and I think Alex is one of those people that she's that person that, you know, she talked to Cara and Cara was like, you know, don't let her go. Don't let somebody that you love go. And, and Alex is one of those types of people that she's definitely not going to let somebody like slip from her grasp that she cares about. Um, I'm just really happy because I feel like Alex and Maggie are one of those relationships where, you know, I know we've talked on the show that it did seem, it sometimes feels like, or it felt like over the course of the season that the relationship was going a little fast. (laughs) Um, Like it did seem like they, uh, they, they progressed to certain stages more quickly. Um, But you know, if somebody's going to find happiness at the end of season two, like, let it be Alex Danvers. <laughs> <laughs> like, give Alex Danvers happiness in whatever form that it comes, because she almost died and got kidnapped by a creepy dude and <laughs> like all this stuff. Um, so that made me really happy. Um, and, you know, and it, it's this fascinating juxtaposition between Alex's happiness with Maggie and like Cara, Cara's devastation with losing the person that she cares about. Um, and how, you know, she's, she comes to this kind of realization towards the end of the season about how she still needs to be there for people. She still needs to be around to save people that need it. But like part of her job in protecting earth and protecting national city is like protecting the right, protecting the rights of the people that she cares about to be with the folks that they love. Like that's one of those things like she's protecting their safety and their right to fall in love and get married and <laughs> like all this wonderful stuff. So it's like, Oh, Cara, like you're sacrificing your own happiness to, you know, to, to give others happiness. And um, so I think that's one of those things where like it was a bittersweet finale for me, especially the last scene where the Idina Menzel song was <laughs> kicking in <laughs> and I was in cars just flying around national city. And I was crying a lot. You <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> cause it was like, you want Cara to be happy, but also like she knows that when she has to make the sacrifice so that others can find happiness, she's willing to do that. And that I think is what makes her one of the best heroes. Like, she's selfless in that way. So. Yeah. I, I, I think describing it as bittersweet is a good way to do that. Um, so Morgan, uh, what are your overall thoughts about nevertheless, she persisted. 
Yeah, I really, I really liked this one. I, I didn't like the how the end was a, like a little repetitive with the the cliffhanger of last season. But there were so many good parts of this episode, and it moved so fast. Like it moved so fast that we didn't get to talk about you know this the how to like the surprise Sanvers proposal, and we didn't really even get to talk about Cat Grant, who was amazing in this episode. This I love this her is your so time to talk uh, about Cat as will. much as you want. I will. It was so good. She was so good in this episode. I just like the whole time I was just like, I don't care what you need to give close to Flockhart to get her back. You just you just give it to her. Just piles of money. I don't care. <laughs> like we need Cat Grant Grant back. When you see her at the end, like you know, sitting behind her desk, I was like, Yes, that's where you belong. You stay there. You don't leave. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and the uh, the revelation that like she knows Car is Supergirl, which you know we've all all been saying but like getting confirmation of that was was so like refreshing and I was so happy about it it was just it was a really solid episode there were so many good things in it and uh and and I really like what it sets up um as far as like character stuff for everybody going into season three it was a tough it was a tough finale for for Kara but I thought that the uh, the final shot of her flying through the air even though she was upset was was very hopeful so I like that we ended on that note with her. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it shows that she, she keeps going, even though she's had uh, a tragedy in her life and she uh, has some things that, uh, you know, really tear her up. She keeps going. So that, that definitely, to me, is, is hopeful. Um, and, yeah, you mentioned Cat Grant sitting behind the desk, and I was laughing in, in my second <laughs> watch of the episode because she's, she's typing on a keyboard, but there's no computer monitor in front of her. So I was like, what is she doing? She's just typing on a keyboard for like, I guess she was so distracted that she didn't realize like she was not connected to a computer. What was she, what was she doing? Um, it would have been so, funny if she was like, did you get the email I sent you? And like, everybody's just like looking around like, um, who needs to tell her about the monitor situation? <laughs> Who's going to tell the crazy lady she's not connected to a computer? Uh, yeah, so that uh, that actually made me laugh, and um, maybe we, James we got is, like under the desk, like dictating for her, like <laughs> up. I mean, he's got to be somewhere this whole episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, was, he was just chilling under there. He was nowhere to be found. Safe place. Where was he even? <laughs> I don't know. He was under the desk. He was in cat. He was in cat coat with cat at the end of the episode. When they go out onto the balcony, so he might have been under the desk. We didn't see him in the office with Kat, so he might have been under there. If they didn't say he wasn't under the desk, so he could very well have been there. <laughs> head cannon um, confirmed. <laughs> head cannon confirmed. Yeah, I, 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 I really liked this episode. I had some, some issues here and there with another pod cliffhanger. I was very disappointed with that. Uh, there was some Superman stuff that I had issues with, but I thought it was a, a an excellent episode all, you know, all around. It had a lot of great action. It had some very emotional uh, beats. Uh, and, and in particular, I always like it when I connect to Kara, to Supergirl. And so I thought there was a lot of really good super uh supergirl moments in this episode and so i was really glad to see that and there were there were a couple of speeches that i really thought stood out to me um the the moment when alex is talking to supergirl outside of the deo and she has this whole speech where she talks about how um you know Kara told her at one point and her 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 most uh 
her, her down moment, she, she said that she was proud of her. And so Alex told Cara that she was proud of her. And I, I thought that that was a really uh, nice moment because I, I know when somebody tells me that they're proud of me, that, that can really change my attitude. It can change my day. It can make me feel better. And so I really liked um, seeing that between the two of them. And, it, and I think, you know, anytime there's a Danvers sisters moment, that's, that's always good for me. And I liked the, the speech that Kat gives uh, car at the end when she's talking about how um, the things the thing that makes women strong is that we have the guts to be vulnerable and I, I thought that that was I mean that whole speech that she gives is just spot on I just think about all the the strong women in my life and you know especially people like my mom who who's been through so much and through so many uh, trials and you know uh, she's experienced a lot of death of deaths of loved ones and she went through breast cancer and all that kind of stuff and I just thought about how like you know that is so true that women have a strength that comes through that I think is you know very unique to us <laughs> so I really liked uh, liked seeing that from Kat and I do agree that Kat Kat needs to to come back as much as she can because uh, she's just she's such a breath of uh, fresh air and does so much for the show and um, I thought it was nice that she was reading Kara's articles that she was reading Kara's blogging um, <laughs> but there was no mention of the Pelicans I was a little disappointed <laughs> um, the Pelicans didn't get a shout that, out that's the that's the real cliffhanger of season two like what happened to the Pelicans <laughs> didn't, one the, didn't one of the directors tweeted you about the pelicans article though right yeah there? it was uh it was eric from uh, one of the the writers on staff uh said that many many pelicans died to bring this information uh, so, <laughs> so dropped, dropped a star wars okay. reference in there <laughs> oh yeah well and there was also a story just really quickly because uh, i like to find this stuff uh on cat grant's wall of monitors uh the lower third from k uh kqbc 14 the news channel reads uh quote un- unencrypted government database leaks record for 141 million voters unquote so i was like oh there's a story there is anyone covering that i know there's like a big daxamite invasion happening but that seems pretty important so um i like him when they put uh background news stories for for me to uh, dig into because car needs to be blobbing about this this issue because that, that's a big deal 141 million people Whew, that's a lot of people she got what, what she got a blob no, she's, she's got she to do some more blobbing she got a blob <laughs> All right, well, I think that's going to do it for our discussion, uh, but let's find out what our listeners had to say about Nevertheless, She Persisted. All right. Uh, at Corey Marie 21 says, A plus opening fight. The episode made me cry despite my distaste for Monel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, disappointed that the cliffhanger is the same as last year, essentially. Uh, well... The same, but not quite, because we see the pod leave from Krypton, which is not the same place it left from last season. It's the same, but different. I I appreciate the fact that they actually showed that it left from Krypton right after Kara and Clark. You know, Kara and Kal-El. That, to me, seems like almost a little bit more spooky. Um that it's potentially another Kryptonian. So we'll see. Uh, at C. Mewshaw says, I'm so glad we're rid of von L. It was about time Kat called Kara Supergirl, even if it wasn't to her face. She's known forever. 
<laughs> at Dan Danny says, I would tell you how awesome the episode was, but I'm too busy squealing incoherently and rolling around on the floor at the Sanvers proposal and freaking out over them finally acknowledging that Cat Grant knew Kara was Supergirl. Hashtag, I finally got it all. We can have it all. <laughs> <laughs> at the Devil Jackie says, I wonder how much that episode cost. Great finale. And loved all the Callista references with Star Wars and Brothers and Sisters. And Cat knows. <laughs> <laughs> I totally didn't watch Brothers and Sisters, so I, I missed the Rob Lowe reference in the connection, but he and Callista were both on Brothers and Sisters. So good good, good call I, at the Devil Jackie. Yeah, I, I missed that one too. <laughs> I watched that show uh, when it was on, and I still missed that reference. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, at TV Freak in a Box says, I want them to commit, have every season end with someone new in a pod. Like we've seen different versions of Wells on The Flash. Go big or go home. <laughs> I, I would say go home. If that's what they're going to do, go yeah. home. <laughs> I, I think it would Just be go funny home. if they, like, if, like, every every season finale they shoot someone out of the pod but then in like the season premiere you just see the pod like crash in the background and explode we never oh, find geez. out who's in there <laughs> we never, we never, never find out who's in the pod the pod just explodes <laughs> uh, at Sally one says loved virtually all of it except a few parts like a Martian romance and especially loved that ending of course she knew uh, at Jane Mercy says, considering Alex's emotional state, totally get her proposal. Hope it's a long engagement followed by a big gay wedding in season four. Viva Los Angeles! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, can you imagine though a wedding episode? Oh, yes, that makes me so, that would make me so happy. Kara uh, is the maid of honor. Oh, I'm crying already. <laughs> I'm already having so many emotions. Um, at Greenspire says, is Kat sticking around? She seems to have settled back into her office. Please, TV lords. And they finally let us know that Kat knows. Uh, at Lady underscore Neo 90 says, while it was a decent episode and the fighting rocked, it did lack in other areas. A fitting season finale. Rating 8 out of 10. At Little Hopi says, loved it. I knew Cat Grant knew. Is it time for season 3 yet? Praise hands emoji, confetti emoji, heart emoji, heart eyes emoji. <laughs> <laughs> At Mia Gone MIA says, Sanvers representing all the U-Haul lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie, my wife and I were engaged after five months. Guess it's a stereotype for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> At Danvers Co. says, give me my gay DC wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it would be really, really, really cute to have a Sanders wedding in season three. I want. Well, this I think so if you now. have characters get engaged, you kind of have to see them get married. That's why. Why? Right? Why else do it? So I, I, I think know that's, that's probably coming. I just keep thinking about like Alex Danvers in a wedding dress and getting really emotional. <laughs> <laughs> like it'd just be really cute. Okay, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> at Madtown Davidson says that was a good season finale. Needed much more Brian though. And that, that is true. Where was he? Where's our, our boy? Where's our boy? <laughs> I, I hope Brian's okay. 
I do think the I do think the writers know at this point how much we love Brian. <laughs> like we've talked to them multiple times about Brian. <laughs> Didn't they tweet that they love him too? Like, I think the writers like him just as much as we do. I think so. Like, we talked to Derek Simon about Brian, and then we've talked to Eric Carrazzo about Brian. Like, they know know we love Brian. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure we'll see Brian Brian in season three. Pat Curtis25Har says, Great build to season three. Hoping that's a Legion of Superheroes set up for Monel. Cat finally revealing she knows Kara's identity was sweet. Yeah, we didn't really talk about it, but he he did seem to go into either a wormhole. I don't know if he went into the Phantom Zone necessarily, but he did seem to go in some kind of wormhole maybe. So maybe he went into the future. Not really sure. We'll, we'll need more information on that. I'm thinking it's some kind of weird wormhole time portal thing that we just yeah. don't know yet. Uh, at Patty Mello 20 says, I waited the whole season for Monel to be gone, and now I can't even be happy because Gara is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how I feel, honestly. Uh, at least Sanver's got a happy ending. At Thoral underscore Zor underscore L says, Farewell to Kellex and the Catco Pink Panther statue. <laughs> yeah, I feel oh, like we yeah. have to pour one out for the Pink Panther statue. And also, I loved so much that Superman is salty about Calex because also <laughs> I am. Like, I <laughs> right? Why did he have to go? <laughs> right? He's like, also, you owe me a new robot. Um, <laughs> just saying. And also, uh, I was pleasantly surprised that there was so much Kryptonese that came out of that thing in the fortress. Although I didn't take the time to translate it uh, just because it was too much and I figured it wouldn't be translatable anyway. But I appreciated that they showed a lot of that. So I think Kellogg's yeah. probably would have helped them read that much. Although I think they probably have super speed reading capabilities, but Kellogg's probably would have known it right off the bat. I I hope that the DEO can rebuild Kellex 2.0. That's what my yes. that's what my wish is for season he's, three. He's like faster and stronger, cuter, yeah. <laughs> cuter, <laughs> cuter, like Wally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at Emily V. Chris says more like gone L. <laughs> Don't like seeing Kara sad. But glad the show won't be burdened with that repetitive plotline and all-around epic finale. At Jordan KWKW says, Monel finally gone. Hope next season they give Kara an actual season character arc, plus a plot for her own development. No love interest, please. At John Babry says, don't know why they have to elevate Kara at Superman's expense. Feels like lazy writing. They both can be great without making Kara stronger. Which, I don't know. It's one of those things, like, I feel like I'm a little bit conflicted on because don't they say in the comics that Supergirl is stronger than Superman? The only thing that I know of is in the Jeff Loeb run of uh, Supergirl's reintroduction. I think it was back in 2006. Um, They have a mention in that book that Supergirl is faster then Superman, okay. I don't know if okay. she's necessarily stronger physically, uh, but I do know there are instances where she is faster than him. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I guess it's kind of depending on the writer of the story. Yeah, 
It's, I mean, let's put it this way. I, you know, whoever you want to reference in terms of your comics backstory, TV, whatever, like, I think they're pretty evenly matched, I would say, overall. So I don't know if it was necessarily, like, pumping Supergirl up at the expense of Superman. I think it was more like Superman acknowledging that, that she's a formidable opponent, shall we say. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Uh, yeah. Uh, at Mary Nolam says, popped open champagne when Monel blasted away. Car is free. <laughs> I hope he lands on Legends tomorrow. And Alex suddenly proposing is such an Alex thing to do. <laughs> Morgan, would you like it if Monel showed up on Legends of Tomorrow? I feel like I would be fine with that, actually. Like, as long as Legends of Tomorrow did not then become the Monel show, like, that would be <laughs> that would be my nightmare. Is <laughs> like suddenly every episode is just about Monel. That would be too much. But no, I I, I think that he would uh he would do probably pretty good on Legends of Tomorrow. Fair enough. Uh, at Coffin Roman says, too soon for engagement from a character POV? No. They're grown women, they're grown women who have already declared they want to spend their lives together. But from a storytelling POV, yes. Seems a waste to skip over all the stuff between dating and engagement. I'm happy anyway. They're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> at Shop23 says, what did Monel fly into? The Phantom Zone, Wormhole? Great episode overall. Cat needs to stick around. Hope Kara keeps her word. Hashtag rebuild Kellex. Yes. At <laughs> uh, Chris Vandalinsky says, loved that wind mouthed I love you to Superman. <laughs> Win being like the biggest super fanboy is one of my favorite things about this show. So good. <laughs> he's so, he's such a dork. Um, and then, and then the fact that he's like, you probably don't remember me. And Superman's like, oh, yeah, Windshot, like, killer, you know, agent for the DEO. And, and Wind's like, ah. <laughs> He had trouble standing at one point. Like, he had to, like, <laughs> hold on to something. <laughs> he, like, got the vapor. I mean, let's put it this way. Like, how, ma- how many of us would be able to keep our cool if we actually met Superman? I'm just saying. That's, like, I feel like, I feel like Wind is all of us. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, at Chris Fundelinski continued says, and who didn't smile when he said Papa Bear to Jean and hugged him? (laughs) (laughs) So good. I love, that's where I'm like, I love Team Supergirl so much. Ugh. Like little, it's just the little moments I think that make me very happy about this show. Uh, at Rantasmo1 says, Glad that Cat Grant actually knows Kara is Supergirl. I hope we get to see her for a few more episodes in season three. Uh, at Sterling Gates says, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> he, you know what? I don't know. He got to see it early, so whatever. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Who does that Sterling Gates guy think he is? Oh, hashtag privilege. privilege. (laughs) All right. Well, before we wrap up our feedback section, we have some snap judgment questions sent in by some listeners. 
Um, so if you don't know, if this is like your first time listening to Supergirl Radio and you don't know, or you just need a reminder, uh, these these are snap judgments. So if you can't, uh, so you, what the rules are that you, you really can't think about your answer for too long and you're not allowed to explain why you choose what you chose. You just got to go with kind of a first instinct. Uh, so everybody in the chat, uh, feel free to play along if you would like. So we're going to make some some snap judgments. So uh, the first one is from Annika, uh, who says, uh, who asked the question, an episode on Daxum or an episode in the Phantom Zone? Uh, so Carly, which one would you rather see? Episode in the Phantom Zone. Morgan, which one would you pick? Phantom Zone. I would also pick Phantom Zone. Uh, this one is from Lisa who asks, uh, dream road trip movie pairing, Cat Grant and Maggie <laughs> Sawyer, Martian Manhunter and Brian the Alien, or Winshot and Lena Luthor. Who would you want to see oh. go on a road trip together? Uh, Carly, which is your oh. choice? My gosh. That's hard. Uh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pick one. Uh, Martian Manhunter and Brian the Alien. Morgan, which one would you pick? Cat Grant, Maggie Sawyer. I would pick Martian Manhunter and Brian the Alien. Uh, we have these from Kathy, who asks, uh, what season one staple would you like to see once more in season three? Danvers sisters couch snuggling or Akara being Cat's assistant again? So, Carly, which one would you pick? Danvers sisters couch snuggling. <laughs> uh, Morgan, which one would you pick? I'm going to go Danvers sisters. I would maybe pick Kara being Kat's assistant again. Uh, and I think that 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 question sort of assumes that Kat is back as a regular in season three. But we'll we'll just we'll just play along with it. Uh, so the next question is, what implied storyline would you like to see explored? Alex's drinking habits or Wynn's daddy issues? Carly, which one would you pick? Alex's drinking habits. Morgan. I'd go Wynn's daddy issues. I would also go Wynn's daddy issues. Uh, and the last one, the last snap judgment that we have is what backstory would you like to see? Kara's pre-Supergirl life or Lena's rise to El Corp boss? Uh, Carly, which one would you pick? Uh, I'm going to say Lena's rise to El Corp boss. Morgan, which one would you pick? Yeah, I'm also going Lena. I'm going Kara's pre-Supergirl life. So uh, we, we had some things that we did. We bumped, uh, bumped uh, into each other a little bit on those snap judgments. Uh, previous episode, we were almost, you know, all all in sync, but we had we had some uh, differing opinions on that. So, I uh, thank you for all the people who sent in some snap judgments, and uh, I think some people in the chat room played along. So that's that's very. Fun. That was really fun. <laughs> that was fun. Snap right. judgments. It was, it was fun to see what everybody judgments. in the chat room was was doing too. <laughs> well, we need to. I think next season we need to work out a snap judgment jingle. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna. <laughs> Farm, farm that out to somebody. I, I think we need a jingle for some snap judgments. Uh, so we'll, we'll work on that. That's that's coming. <laughs> that's coming. Speaking of snap judgments, though, <laughs> the hilarious part of this finale to me was Car, uh, not Cara, 
Cat Grant being like, get Snapper in here. And I was like, where is Snapper? <laughs> and then I thought to myself, he's probably hiding from Cat. <laughs> it would have been funny if she like snapped while she said, get Snapper in here. <sighs> like, just, just, just to really like, like in your face, Supergirl radio. I, I just realized now that you said that, we didn't get a snap. The whole season. Not a single snap. Snap Watch 2017 is still in zero. Snap Watch 2017 is in zero. I don't know how I didn't connect the dots earlier. Now, now I'm really super disappointed at no snaps. That might like bring the whole season down. If you had to grade the season now, it's like gone down on the curve. <laughs> it's gone like it's 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 lost a letter grade for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, so season three, you you've got you've got some you know working uh, working on to do. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens if Snapper sticks around for season three. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a snap sometime. <laughs> Somebody needs to snap. Uh, well, I hate to end on that downer note that we got no snaps, but I think that's going to do it for our thoughts and feedback on Nevertheless, She Persisted. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Google Play and iHeartRadio. And we also have a playlist on Spotify, so you can check that out. And we are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com forward slash dc-fans. We are available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review, because that also helps people find the show the more reviews and ratings we get. (laughs) Uh, Thanks to Yoda76547, who left us an iTunes review, which was very nice. It was. Thanks. Um, Okay. (laughs) And (laughs) I saw that block of text. I know what's coming. Uh, (laughs) I have been been training. I have been waiting for this moment. (laughs) Okay. And we're a part of the DC TV podcast network. So if you also like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, DC Films, classic DC TV shows, and the upcoming Black Lightning and Krypton shows, our mega feed is fixed. So you can subscribe to DC TV Podcast on iTunes and follow DC TV Podcast on Twitter and like DC TV Podcasts on Facebook. I think she's getting a little cocky there. Yeah. You, you, you set it up because you got really confident. I was like, I can do this. And then at the end, I was like, so many DC TV podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we've added two new podcasts. So um, uh, the Mega Feed is back and running. Uh, it looks looks wonderful. All your shows are in this one Mega Feed. So if you go to iTunes and subscribe to DC TV Podcast, you will get every show that is on our network, so you don't have to subscribe to all of our various uh, podcasts separately. You can just get them all in one place. So um, thanks to Andy, who uh, Andy Bibak from the Flash Podcast, who continued to to work on that until it got fixed. So um, that's that's good. That's back up, and it's good that, that uh, Morgan has been training so that she can uh, do this portion of the podcast. Woo-hoo. <laughs> and uh you can follow me <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> what 
What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say it was like your Rocky training montage. Like you just conquered the stairs. I know. I know. I've, I've been training for this moment. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it went okay. Was <laughs> it got, it got a little dicey in the middle there, but turned out all right. <laughs> uh, you did a good oh, job. Someone's asking in the, someone's asking in the chat if we're going to be on summer break, but we're planning summer episodes, right? We're oh, guys, why, why would you doubt this? You, you there act like documents. I don't already have the schedule <laughs> planned out for the entire summer. Oh yes. We will, we will have episodes. We will have episodes. We promise. We're not going to be completely on vacation. <laughs> oh, oh, we've got we've got some fun stuff coming. Uh, I, I think we're going to try to do. Um, actually, I think we're definitely going to do this. Um, we're going to do audio commentaries for the the Kelly arc from season one, <laughs> uh, which is which has been on our wish list for a while. So uh, if you if you like audio commentaries and you love the character of Kelly, which Myriad did get a mention in the season two finale. And I was it like, did. you couldn't drop a, it. Did. You couldn't you couldn't drop a Kelly mention in there like R.I.P. Some of us died in Catco. R.I.P. Kelly um, couldn't get a mention in there. But uh, yeah, we'll have we'll have lots of fun stuff coming uh, so Supergirl Radio is not taking a hiatus. We don't take hiatuses. We're not, we're not into that. We don't believe in hiatus. Uh, so we'll definitely um, we'll definitely have new episodes. So stick around. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at DerbyKid. That's D E R B Y K I D. I'm also on Instagram at the Derby Kid, which is T H E D E R B Y K I D. And you can watch some videos of mine over at youtube.com that I've shot and edited at youtube.com forward slash duckmilkprod. That's D U C K M I L K P R O D. You can find me on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane. Uh, <laughs> I am currently writing over at Nerdist and Sci Fi Wire. Uh, I <laughs> I realized the other day I made it a goal to be on as many podcasts as possible in 2017. And I feel like I've actually made pretty good headway uh, in, in nice. that goal because I uh, am actually going, I think uh, by the time this episode comes out on our feed, I will uh, have been on a podcast called How's Annie Podcast, uh, talked about Twin Peaks Revival uh, the first two episodes that aired on Showtime, we talked about on the podcast and, uh, and then I'm actually getting ready to appear on another podcast talking about Buffy season two. Uh, it's called Slayer Fest 98. My friend Ian, Ian Carlos Crawford hosts, co-hosts it. Uh, so I'm actually getting ready to record that this weekend. We're going to talk about the episodes Halloween and, the two-parter surprise and innocence, which if oh, you're like, good if, ones. right? Like if you're a Buffy fan, surprise and innocence are two of the best Buffy episodes. I think it's an honor that they had you on for those ones. That was like, you're like the heavy hitter that they bring on for the good ones. Right. I'm, I'm actually, I'm getting ready to record that this weekend. So I'm very excited, but you should definitely uh, give that podcast a listen. Cause it's hilarious. It's so funny. Um, so yes, yeah, Slayer Fest 98 uh how's any podcast uh probably more podcasts to come <laughs> but uh in the meantime mostly just twitter uh lots of writing on nerdist right now lots of writing on sci-fi wire so check that out nice uh and 
Yeah, that's really cool. You're like all over the place now, Carly. I'm all over the place. <laughs> um, and you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mojotastic. That's M-O-J-O-T-A-S-T-I-C. Um, and I'm also a co-host of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. Uh, as we say on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, listen to our podcast. The show's kind of optional. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, you! Uh, I, I'm also covering um, the last season of Pretty Little Liars over on Buddy TV, so you should check out my recaps for that. And I've got some um, Winona Earp stuff coming up yes. uh, for fans of the show. Why It'll be a, yeah, Earp. some of that stuff will be coming up next uh, next week and the week after um, on Buddy TV. So you should uh, check out my Twitter and check out Buddy TV <laughs> to see that stuff come up. We're both, I love doing, Herb. <laughs> we're both doing Winona Herb stuff this season, which yeah. if you just so our listeners know, if you are not watching Winona Herb, you totally should because season one is on Netflix right now. Season two is coming out. I don't remember the exact date, but it's beginning of June. I think it's, I, I want to say the June 9th? 9th. Yes. I want to say June 9th. Uh, I had an interview with, one of the stars recently and I freaked out a little bit. <laughs> she is lovely. <laughs> Isn't she lovely? <laughs> okay, I'm She's done. She's got such a great accent, too. She's perfect. Uh, flawless. <laughs> anyway, all right, all right, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> all right, well, thank you for uh, everybody who showed up and hung out with us in the chat. It was a lot of fun to uh, talk about Supergirl with you guys, and we hope you all had a lot of fun with our live uh, episode. We might do this more often, uh, maybe for big episodes or big events or interviews or something like that. Um, yeah. So uh, glad glad you guys could come out. And uh, since there is no uh, there's no new episode until season three, uh, but so we so that means we don't have a spoiler section for this episode. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> but we'll 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 keep uh, episodes coming out. Uh, for the summer. So, uh, but until then, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Carly Lane. And I'm still Morgan Glennon. And in season three, we'll keep putting all our chips on the Girl of Steel. <laughs> <laughs>